<laughs> it is the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Today, we're talking about championships that were props. What does that mean? It means everything. <laughs> the championships are all props, honestly, but some have more cachet than others. Obviously, the heavyweight championship, the women's championship, um, the tag team titles to an extent. But there are some titles that have been introduced that I feel were, I don't know, they <coughs> they kind of not muddied the waters, but they definitely were, they definitely existed to kind of facilitate a single person or potentially, uh, you know, ride out an existing gimmick or something. I'll give you an example. The Cruiserweight Championship from back in the day, the one that X-Pac used to hold, I feel that title was very much a prop for who Vince considered the smaller guys. It didn't get the same sort of uh, love that other titles got, so much so that, that it, it was retired like three times. It came in, it was retired. It, it, I think the Attitude Era brought it back, and then they retired it again. Then, uh, what is it? 205 Live came about and then it became the main title on that show and nobody watched that show so they retired it again it was a big purple belt I think but at least in 205 Live it was being used as like a divisional title right but when it was on Raw uh, way back in the day it just felt like an ancillary prop that smaller guys quote unquote smaller again they're way bigger than me smaller guys would carry around uh, during matches and you're like, oh, you know, he has an accolade. He's the Cruiserweight champ. But it didn't really mean a whole lot because there weren't people clamoring to get this Cruiserweight championship. Nobody was fighting tooth and nail to get it except for like X-Pac and I don't know, someone else. I can't remember. Uh, but that's kind of what I mean. And, and something else on that vein is the hardcore title. Now, I think the hardcore championship, the original one that with the smashed belt that was all duct tape up, that was 150 a prop, but it was booked so well that it became a legitimate championship. I, I think I don't think it was a joke, but it was definitely in jest where they broke up a, a title and then you know taped it together and gave it to who was it mankind or something. And the booking for that title was really good. Or at least consistent. Let's say, no, let's not say really good. The booking was consistent, where they would hold hardcore matches for the title, and people started getting in on it. Hardcore Holly, Crash Holly, uh, Steve Blackman, you name it. Then, when Crash took the next step, where he was, he made it a twenty four seven championship, which we'll get to in a minute, and the vignettes of him in the airport getting tackled to get um pinned for the hardcore championship or you know him in a hotel room sprinting out in his underwear it was all fresh and new that was something that had never been done before and it gave that title some legitimacy and it also and I think this is if this goes to what um, I think Gangrel said in an interview it made it gave people like an angle it gave people something to chase it gave them their wins uh, their wins mattered back in the Attitude Era. Everyone had sort of something they were working towards, uh, except for the Cruiserweight title. I still don't think anyone was looking for that. But 
people were chasing that hardcore title, which I still think was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek wrestling title. Um, but the booking around it made it legitimate. On a lesser note, the 24-7 championship is um, is just a toy. It was a toy. And R-Truth did his best to make it interesting. And honestly, his run as 24-7 champ was some of the most fun wrestling, goofy wrestling stuff that happened uh, a couple years ago. Uh, once it left his hands and it was on literally anyone else, it was a joke. And it was a prop to be passed around. So much so it was such a tiny, skinny belt. It was almost, it, it looked like they were carrying around some kid's belt. No one really enjoyed that 24-7 run, especially that they were handing the title to celebrities and ex-wrestlers and just weirdos. It took away a lot of the legitimacy in the title, which made it seem less appealing. And everyone just was tired of it at some point. I think there was a vignette where Jeff Hardy inexplicably was chasing the 24-7 title. He was in the pack of wrestlers who you know, weren't doing anything and they were just trying to get the 24th. And it was, I think it was one time. It was so disheartening to see the likes of Jeff Hardy in that pack of like Tozawa, not taking anything away from Tozawa and um, Reggie probably, or whoever was in that strange assortment of people. But Jeff Hardy was like a marquee guy and to see him chasing the 24 seven title, it was almost a, like a demotion, like, or he was getting not ribbed, but like, punished for something strange um but yeah that title they they even threw it away on national television and missed the garbage can that's how <laughs> that's how bad the title was they didn't even bother to get it in the can i'm sure they were supposed to but uh, uh, nikki cross missed <laughs> and they just someone else came by and picked it up and threw it away <clears throat> another prop title please excuse me oh my goodness i'm i'm so congested uh Another prop title, which I hate to say, is the Women's Tag Team Championships. And this is solely based on the booking around that title. There is no consistency within that championship whatsoever. Since it was introduced, it's been passed around indiscriminately and defended even less. The Damage, damage Control won those titles, and I think they defended it three times in like six months or something like that the titles were then given to Becky Lynch and Lita Lita being an a, a ex-wrestler and then they didn't defend it Lita didn't even get to defend her title she had to take a take an L and then Trish Stratus walked in it was all obviously to facilitate that angle the Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus at SummerSlam but now those titles are on Raquel and Liv, uh, another kind of makeshift tag team that doesn't, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they do make sense. It's a very big woman with a very small woman. They can do stuff like the fastball special. I think she did She did like a, a, a powerbomb where she tossed Liv outside the ring at people, which is interesting. I'm, I was always a fan of Wolverine and Cyclops as a team. So that, that team actually makes a little sense. They didn't come together in any meaningful way. But them being together makes sense. But my question is, where does this tag team go now? Who are they going to drop the belts to? Because that's all those belts seem to be uh, 
there for is to drop it to a different team. I think Shayna Baszler and um, Ronda Rousey are the people who are at least most set up to have those titles and, you know, be a dominant women's tag team. Uh, Becky Lynch and Lita. We all knew that was some transitional nonsense because, come on, Lita's not a full-time wrestler. Becky Lynch is not a tag team wrestler. She's, you know, going to move on to whoever, Becky or Rhea or whoever. Uh, but yeah, Liv and, and Raquel having it makes sense. But if they drop it in a month to a different team, what is the point of those titles? It, it's just a, a, a way to facilitate storylines around it, not necessarily for it. Right. And I think that's why Naomi and Sasha walked out. That's why originally Bailey and Sasha were having a fit about their titles and losing them to the Iconics. It just wasn't being booked well. Um, but at least when they lost it to the Iconics, the Iconics were a legitimate women's tag team. A thing that's super rare in WWE to begin with. Just a tag team of two ladies who are out there working together all the time. Kind of like the Bellas. Uh, but, you know, who else is like that these days? Anyway, what other championship titles do you feel were props in the WWE or any other promotion let me know in the comments thank you so much for listening to this episode of the O wrestling podcast we are marching towards number 100 can't wait to see you there anyway tell a friend about the show and don't you ever forget i'm your friend but if i ever see you in the ring i can beat you don't you know yeah yeah yeah